Welcome to the Willie Jackerson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackerson. Alright, welcome to the first show of 2023. Um, we had an awesome year last year, uh, had a lot of fun, and uh, did some pretty awesome topics, and so... Today is January the 6th, 2023. So it was approximately two years ago, the insurrection of the Capitol uh, ensued. And it was kind of crazy. Like, I remember the whole thing and kind of didn't know what was going to happen because, you know, the media was saying, oh, there's zero evidence of, you know, any election fraud. There's zero evidence of this and you know then they were seeing like the other side a bunch of whistleblowers coming out saying oh man they they cheated they cheated bad you know so to me it was kind of crazy because um you know it's it's weird that you have so many people come out and say it was like a cheated election or whatever so this is I'm kind of doing something a little different this episode so usually what I do is I do my research and then I go kind of explain it, um, kind of what I learned, and kind of tie it in. Uh, this time I haven't I haven't looked at anything yet. Um, I try to look at both sides um, and kind of see it from both sides. To me, um, you know, they're honoring you know a whole bunch of people that were, uh, I guess, instrumental in trying to stop it or slow it down or whatever happened um and i kind of think it's interesting you know how uh bizarre this whole situation is you know at at that point in time you know washington dc had um you know fences and you know all kinds of security you know and you know the whole post covid thing was going on and so it's it was, there was just so much stuff going on at that point in time. Um, it's it's hard to relate in today's world. Um, but I'm going to go in. I'm going to try to get both sides of the story. Um, you know, um, Biden says there was all these police officers killed. And uh, I don't think there was a single one. I think one of them died from, like, natural causes uh, of like a heart attack or something but I'm not sure if it had anything to do with that incident so I'm bringing this to you totally in the dark this episode this is about the insurrection of 1-6 January 6th 2021 and I'm gonna Try to see if I can get some audio and we can get to the bottom of it and figure out what really happened. So, hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you next week.
it seems will fade away Drifting further every day Getting lost within myself Nothing matters, no one else will bring us all together as one American people, which we're not. We are so badly divided. Uh, is there anything more fun than a Donald Trump rally? Here we are. When you get into the mosh pit, you know how good it's going to be. Very hard to make American metal again. But we've done a fantastic job, but we haven't been given the equipment. We haven't been given the walls. Bum 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 ba 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 No one but me can save myself but it's too late Now I can't think, think why I should even try Pennsylvania Avenue, I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. We're tr going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. On January 6th, hundreds of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol complex. The insurrection was the worst breach of Capitol security since the War of 1812. The siege led to widespread vandalism. More than 50 police officers were injured and five people died. The Washington Post examined hundreds of videos, analyzed publicly available maps of the Capitol complex, gathered hours of police radio, interviewed dozens of witnesses, including members of Congress. You know, when the plane's going down or the building's on fire, is this that calm? and reviewed official communications to reconstruct how the pandemonium unfolded and retrace the peril that lawmakers faced. In the crucial first hour of the attack, 
the mob stormed through the capital, at times coming within feet of lawmakers or Vice President Pence. The Post used a facial recognition algorithm to analyse video from inside the Capitol, and estimated that at least 300 rioters were inside the building while police struggled to evacuate lawmakers. Members of the mob violently clashed with outnumbered police, and in some instances appeared to be looking for members of Congress. Lawmakers in both the House and Senate chambers are meeting to certify electoral votes for President-elect Joe Biden. Outside, a man uses a police shield to smash a window. He was seen earlier that day with members of the Proud Boys, a far-right group with a history of violence. A group from the crowd enters the Capitol, a floor below where the Senate is in session. A minute later, at 2.13, Pence is ushered off the Senate floor to a nearby office. Senate President Pro Tem Charles E. Grassley begins presiding, but almost immediately calls a recess. And it will stand in recess until the call of the chair. We'll pause. Protesters are in the building. Thank you. Grassley is escorted out of the Senate chamber. At that moment, one floor below the Senate chamber, rioters enter and begin pursuing a lone Capitol Police officer, Eugene Goodman, up a staircase to the second floor. They are nearing the chamber, which is filled with lawmakers. The rioters at one point passed within 100 feet of where Pence is huddled with his family. Goodman leads the mob away from a nearby entrance to the chamber and toward a line of police. Around 2.15, the doors to the Senate chamber are locked. A bunch of senators just ran out of the session. A bunch of senators just ran out of their session. Oh, did they? they said. Yes, senators ran out of their session. As the crowd grows, the mob fills the halls of the Capitol and police struggle to gain control. The rioters splinter off into different factions throughout the building. The House is still in session. Senators wait in the chamber. Well, I kept thinking how the day before I had driven my husband to the airport to come back to Minnesota and he said, now be careful, I'm worried about you. I, you know, There's all this talk about uh, what could happen. And I said, don't worry. The United States Capitol has got to be one of the safest places in the country. 
Senator Smith texted with her family about her safety. A group of rioters moved toward the northeast side of the Capitol, where officers attempt to push them out of the building. From outside, sorry, you gotta do from outside. Come on, come on, guys. Or completely erased from President Trump's. On the south side, the House continues proceedings even as the Senate is locked down. Representative Paul Gosar has the floor, but members are restless. Uh, Madam, uh, uh, Mr. Speaker, can I have order in the chamber? The House will be in order. The House will be in order. Okay. Police announced the attack on their radio channels. The Capitol has been breached. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer is escorted out of the chamber and the House goes into recess. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has already been evacuated. At 2.19, Capitol Police issue an alert on a, quote, security threat inside the building. By 2.25, the size of the mob swells in the crypt, the room right under the Capitol Rotunda, and violent rioters crush the police. At the same time, on the floor above, Another lone Capitol Police officer fights to keep an entrance to the rotunda closed, but is overpowered by the mob. Rioters stream through the now open main doors on the east side of the building. They flood through the rotunda and into Statuary Hall moving toward the House chamber, where as of 2.26, representatives have resumed session. We could hear a lot of the noise from the rioters who were entering, and we were getting alerts on our phones um, about the Capitol being breached, and yet, you know, everything was still continuing on the floor, and we couldn't understand it. Rioters enter House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's suite. Members of Pelosi's staff hide under a table in the conference room. Rioters gather near the House chamber entrance. The House recesses again at 2.29. The Senate is evacuated at 2.30. Over the next several minutes, Senators move out of the chamber to a nearby staircase. For security reasons, the Post is not showing the specific routes lawmakers travel from there. But they pass within yards of rioters, separated only by a handful of outnumbered police. As we're being escorted out of, this, of the chamber and walking toward the staircase, I looked over and the uh, Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough was standing next to me and she was carrying a bunch of things. Uh, she was uh, uh, in, including one of the uh, one or two of the boxes containing the electoral votes as they were cast. At 233, 
a request for assistance is announced over the police radio. Radio, please be advised, U.S. Capitol, just ask all military and sworn officers to come to the... Team 2, copy. And the last part was the first part of the transmission. Military as well as all sworn testers due to a breach to the Capitol. You copy? Copy. Rioters flood the hallways and look for an entrance to the barricaded house chamber, while members of Congress remain on the floor and in the gallery one floor above. Uh, we were just told that there has been tear gas in the rotunda and we're being instructed uh, to each of us get uh, gas masks that are under our seats. Over the next few minutes, security attempts to block the chamber doors as lawmakers and staff evacuate. When we were evacuating, they were actually pounding on the house door. So we knew that they were there, they were pounding on the house door, and we were like in the process of evacuating. They kind of yelled at us, you know, from below, since we were in the gallery, uh, that there's been a breach and we might have to hide under our feet. Plainclothes law enforcement officers on the house floor draw their firearms and aim towards the doors as rioters break windows and push against the barricade. Lawmakers and congressional staff on the House floor are evacuating via the Speaker's lobby at 2.41, just as rioters reach the lobby and come within approximately 60 feet of the lawmakers. Members of Congress file down narrow, rarely used staircases to a secure location. As the last lawmakers from the House floor leave at 2.42pm, the number of rioters grows around the House chamber. Some representatives remain in the House gallery. You know, I called my wife. Um, as soon as I heard her voice, I realized, oh man, you know, am I having that call? You know? and the plane's going down or the building's on fire. Is this that calm? Officers move aside as a tactical unit is arriving, but the mob starts smashing the windows with flagpoles and helmets. On the other side of the building, rioters have entered the Senate chamber. In the House chamber, Members crouch in the upstairs gallery. They are unable to leave, locked in by the Capitol Police to prevent rioters from entering. Ashley Babbitt, a Trump supporter and Air Force veteran, tries to climb through the shattered door window. An officer fires a single shot. The shot was audible inside the House chamber, where members are soon concerned their lapel pins might identify them. Yeah! The fuck? Take your pins off! Pins off! Babbitt later died of her injuries. At 2.49, the members in the House gallery are being evacuated by Capitol Police. We walked out of the chamber. There were five of the, five or six of the, of the insurrectionists who were on the ground, spread eagles with their hands above their heads, 
um, with Capitol Police around them. The members make their way to safety, the last of the large groups of lawmakers to do so, descending down a staircase in this photograph at 2.53. Over the next several hours, police work to secure the building, dispersing the crowd using stun grenades and other riot control tactics. The governors of Maryland and Virginia dispatched National Guard troops. At one point, Trump, in a video message, urged his followers to go home, telling them he loves them and calling them very special. The Senate gaveled back into session at 8.06 to confirm Joe Biden as president-elect. Today was a dark day in the history of the United States Capitol. Our U.S. Capitol has stood for 228 years, a symbol of the American people and our democratic government. A week ago today, it was filled with different kinds of symbols. A mob of domestic terrorists broke into the Capitol to try and stop the confirmation of the electoral vote. They pushed past a small group of officers and rushed the hallowed halls. One Capitol Police officer tried to hold them back and hold his ground alone. He's chased up the stairs by an angry, advancing crowd. As lawmakers were meant to certify the electoral vote of our country, they were forced to hide from a crowd screaming and chanting. Here's
here's a live look at the U.S. Capitol tonight. And let's be clear about something right from the start. Our country, our government, and what goes on inside that building is not their house. It's not your house. It's not my house. It's everyone's house, every single American. And what happened that day was an act of insurrection against our democracy. Good evening. January 6, 2021, Trump supporters from across the country gathered in the nation's capital to protest Congress's certification of the 2020 presidential election results. To use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. At a rally near the White House, President Trump spoke to a crowd estimated in the thousands, everyone from ordinary Americans to conspiracy theorists. To members of right-wing extremist groups. We will never give up. We will never concede. It Trump repeated happen. the lie that the election was stolen, urging his supporters to march to the Capitol and fight. You'll never take back our country with weakness. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Around 1 p.m., as Trump is wrapping up his remarks in the park, the day turned violent. A group of his supporters on the western side of the Capitol confront the handful of police guarding the barriers and force their way through. Moments after Mr. Trump finished his more than hour-long speech, thousands of protesters streamed from that rally site directly to the U.S. Capitol grounds. Several people told us that day they expected Vice President Pence to overturn the 2020 election results. What needs to happen today is Vice President Pence needs to not open the seven state electors' envelopes for the states that I mentioned, set them aside, and send it all back to those state legislatures. Well, we got to stop this steal from happening because um, if we don't, nobody's ever going to vote again. There's got not going to be any integrity in our voting system. As the crowd grows, clashes between Trump supporters and Capitol Police officers, clearly outnumbered, intensified. We're not going to take it anymore. This is our country. This is Outside, our the Capitol's West Front became a battleground. Inside, the joint session of Congress to certify election results was underway. The traditionally ceremonial process is upended by Republicans, led by Representative Paul Gosar of Arizona and Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, challenging Trump's loss, sending lawmakers to their separate chambers to debate. What does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? Meanwhile, around 2 p.m., the east side barricades are breached. Here's what I saw from outside the Capitol. Half an hour ago, vehicle barriers that had been set up about 100 yards away or so from the Capitol were first breached by a group of protesters. Capitol Hill police retreated a little bit more. Then hundreds more protesters started to stream up this walkway in front of the Capitol. It is a remarkable scene. On the West Front, the mob tore down scaffolding, battled their way through the last line of police defense, and broke into the Capitol building itself. NewsHour congressional correspondent Lisa Desjardins was inside the building reporting live as it happened. Judy, there are protesters. Protesters have now broken into the U.S. Capitol. And it will stand in recess until the call of the chair. The Senate was called into recess and evacuated. The mob of Trump supporters roamed the historic halls, damaging property and searching for lawmakers. 
Security footage captured the moment Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman shuttled Republican Senator Mitt Romney of Utah to safety before running ahead to divert the approaching mob away from the Senate chamber. Rioters came within 100 feet of Vice President Mike Pence, whose security detail took him to safety from an office near the Senate. While this was happening at 2.24 p.m., Trump tweeted from the White House, criticizing Pence for not having, quote, the courage to do what should have been done. Remarkably, the House was still in session when rioters attempted to break into that chamber. A police officer shot Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran from California and QAnon conspiracy theorist, as she and a crowd tried to break into the rear of the chamber where some lawmakers were still sheltering. According to an analysis from the New York Times, rioters breached the Capitol in at least eight different places. They entered the Rotunda, Statuary Hall, and the Senate Chamber. Some broke into the offices of lawmakers, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's. Law enforcement arrived to clear a hallway above Statuary Hall, where NewsHour correspondent Lisa Desjardins was sheltered. But I do hear shouting as police seem to one by one be taking down the protesters, telling them to get on the ground, trying to control the situation. Democratic Senator Patty Murray from Washington State spoke with Judy Woodruff about hiding in her office with her husband that day. And we heard somebody saying, we saw them, they're in one of these rooms. And they were pounding on our door and trying to open it. And my husband sat with his foot against the door, praying that it would not break in. Meanwhile, outside, as crowds grew, so did the violence. Officers on site called for backup throughout the day. And while some reinforcements did arrive from local, state, and federal agencies, it took National Guard units about three hours to respond to the Capitol. Rioters, outnumbering law enforcement by more than 50 to 1, attacked, dragged, and beat police officers, crushing them underfoot and spraying them with chemicals. They began to beat me with their fists and with what felt like hard metal objects. In testimony to Congress, former D.C. Metro Police Officer Michael Fanone recounted being pulled into a crowd of protesters. I was electrocuted again and again and again with a taser. This is our capital! In total, nearly 150 police officers were injured on the day. During the attack, those closest to President Trump privately urged him to take action and tell his supporters to stop the assault. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy spoke with him from the besieged Capitol. His son, Donald Trump Jr., and several Fox hosts texted White House contacts, including Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to tell the president to address the crowd. Hours passed before President Trump did anything to address the insurrection. Just after 4 p.m., he released a video repeating unfounded claims about the election results. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. Around this time, police began to secure the Capitol. Flashbangs and tear gas were used to clear the Western Terrace, the site of presidential inaugurations. Police declared the Capitol complex secure around 8 p.m. To those who wreaked havoc in our Capitol today, you did not win. 
In the early hours of the next day, January 7th, Congress finished certifying the election results. Some Senate Republicans withdrew their initial objections. The chair declares the joint session dissolved. A Capitol Police officer, Brian Sicknick, suffered two strokes and died that evening. In the days and months following the attack, four police officers who were on duty died by suicide. More than 800 people have been charged with crimes linked to January 6th. The physical destruction of that day has since been cleaned up, but questions of how to repair the deeper damage to our democracy remain. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Amna Nawaz. Never before had a U.S. president refused to admit defeat. Never before had a president alleged the election was stolen. Trump 2020, baby. But on January 6th, as Congress was getting ready to officially declare Joe Biden the winner, Trump called his supporters to Washington. We're going to the Capitol. We're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. 20 minutes later, they followed his instructions and started moving en masse, just as two pipe bombs were found near the Capitol. With each passing moment, the crowd outside got closer and the police were pushed back. The scaffolding set up for the upcoming inauguration scaled. Windows broken, officers set upon by an angry and violent mob. Clubbed, sprayed with chemicals, punched and kicked, the crowd overwhelmed the police. What we didn't know then was how close they came to their targets. Seconds from seeing the vice president rushed into an office for his safety. Then Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and his security detail running, realizing the mob was yards away. Senator Mitt Romney told to turn and run. We now know this was a pivotal moment. The crowd lured away by police officer Eugene Goodman. If they had turned right instead of following him, they would have found senators in the chamber behind an unlocked door. And we now know how close they came to members of the House. They're leaving. They're leaving. Fleeing through the last available exit, they breached the door. And a single shot rang out. It was Ashley Babbitt, killed by police as she attempted to get through the door. In all, five people would die, including Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. He had a stroke after being attacked with bear spray. In the following days, four officers would commit suicide. In all, 140 officers were injured. Trump eventually appeared on camera and appealed to the rioters to leave. So go home. We love you. Hours after it began, the building was cleared and the vote was certified. Joseph R. Biden, Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. Still, the House would vote to impeach him for a second time for his actions, and the Senate once again failed to convict. And soon, he and his supporters began to deny the reality of what this was, calling it a peaceful protest, not an attempted insurrection. The courts have not agreed. So far, more than 700 people have been arrested. The longest sentence, more than five years in prison. The person who planted the pipe bombs has still not been identified. A congressional committee is investigating how this happened. Was it planned? Who was involved? And should criminal charges be filed? 
But those questions will take time to answer. And if Republicans win control of the House in 2022, they have promised to shut down the investigation. They got 10 people trying to stop us. A year on, this day cost lives. For others, their freedom. But getting to the truth will largely be determined by whether or not it costs Trump his political power. Patty Colhane, Al Jazeera, Washington. Shortly after this, I had taken refuge in the press gallery with a handful of other photographers. And as we were filing our pictures, we were evacuated by the Capitol Police um, to a secure, undisclosed location where we were held for hours until we learned that the Senate and the House would be reconvening the joint session to certify the election. There's a cliche in photojournalism that, that says basically that a single photograph can tell and encapsulate an entire story in that one picture. So in the early hours of January 7th, I found myself walking through the rotunda, passing the door, the east front doors where, you know, just the day before insurrectionists had breached the security of the Capitol. It really spoke to me that it really summed up, you know, the day that I had just lived through, but also the day that we as an entire country had just lived through as well.